Welcome, beautiful soul, to the Stars Are Calling You podcast. I'm your host, Danielle Lee Lantieri, an ITA energy medicine practitioner, holistic counselor, intuitive empath, and spiritual writer, here to bridge the gap between science and spirituality. In this space, we deep dive every week into topics designed to help you align with your true and highest self, raise your frequency and vibration, learn the tools to help you self-heal, rewire your subconscious mind, transform your mindsets, and co-create the life of your dreams. I believe the stars have called you to this podcast for a reason. Let's dive in and find out why. Hello, my beautiful friends. Welcome or welcome back to the Stars Are Calling You podcast. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever time of day you're listening to this, get ready because this is going to fill you with so much freaking inspiration because when I really figured out this formula for myself, I got very, very inspired, especially to plan my goals for 2024. So if you are someone who is a goal setter, you're not a goal setter for the new year. Again, it doesn't matter. This episode is good for whatever time or season of life you are in. If you are just looking to make goals for yourself in any area or capacity, But obviously, I'm making this at the end of 2023 so that you can successfully set goals for the new year. Now, the reason why I say this is going to inspire you like crazy is because this is going to make goal setting a lot easier to understand and implement so that you can actually set yourself up for success. A lot of the times, people do not like to set goals for the new year or there's some weird energy around setting goals because in the past, they failed. Just blatantly, very put, sometimes you set goals, you don't meet them, and you feel like a failure. I've experienced that feeling, and I'm sure you have in some capacity in your life where you strived for something and you just fell short. A lot of the times, that is because the way you implemented the goal or set up the goal wasn't in a way that was optimized for your success. So everything I'm about to share with you is goal setting for the epitome of optimization so that that you are significantly more likely to achieve the goals that you set. Now, I myself am not a big goal setter for the new year, and I'm more of an intention-setting girl, but I will say that that's because I wasn't implementing goals in the right way. They were kind of loose, they didn't really make too much sense, and I didn't really know how to put them into practice, so they ended up just making me feel really overwhelmed and kind of bad about myself. So then I decided, oh, I don't like setting goals. I like to set intentions. And yes, setting an energetic intention is always the first thing to do. So I actually recommend before you set any specific goal is that you first journal, reflect, and set intentions for the year, like an overall theme or whatever it may be, before you then get more specific into the different categories of your life. But this is all coming from someone who thought I wasn't good at setting goals or thought that goal setting wasn't, you know, going to work for me. And it really was just the way I was setting goals. And as soon as I changed my methodology and my approach, I have seen a lot of success. So don't worry if you're someone who is a little hesitant to set goals. I think after listening to this episode, it might be right for you. So the way this episode is going to be structured is I'm going to be sharing the top four mistakes I see people make when they are going to set a goal and then also four ways to elevate your goal setting and they're going to go back and forth. So there's going to be a mistake and then how to solve that mistake, which is that elevation piece. So even if you aren't making the mistake, 
the way to fix that mistake is still something that can help elevate your goal setting and the structure you have around your intentions and ideas for how to improve your life in the new year or whatever time you're listening to this. So mistake number one is you are jumping right into setting goals without first analyzing the intentions behind them. This is such a big one. A lot of the times we feel the pressure to set a goal and we just start writing them out and brainstorming and that's wonderful. Have a brainstorming phase. Look on Pinterest, look at other people's YouTube videos, listen to podcasts of other people's goals and write them down to see if they resonate with you. Lovely idea. But to say that that is your goal without doing any reflection or introspection behind why, you're setting yourself up for failure because there's no intrinsic motivation to succeed based off of a specific intention or a specific plan. It's just, oh, I want to do X, Y, and Z this year. And if you don't know why, if you don't have that strong why, then you're significantly less likely to be successful in achieving it. So before I picked up the pen and I even set an intention for 2024, I first reflected on 2023. And if you're listening to this and it's not a new year approaching, just replace 2023 with like the last season of your life, okay? So reflecting on 2023 or this last season of your life can look like writing down what went really well, what succeeded for yourself, and then maybe areas of your life that didn't go as well or areas of improvement that you want to make, lessons that you learned in the last season, mistakes, any obstacles or challenges, all of your accomplishments, and I mean like everything you accomplished, things that you're grateful for that happened, your favorite memories, all of it. Just brain dump and it can be organized in... A recent episode, episode 114, I give a bunch of journal prompts for reflecting on the last year or the last season of your life. And there's also a blog post attached to that episode, so you can take a little peruse through that to gain some inspiration. But first, set some time aside, make yourself a cup of tea, light a candle, get in the mood, and do a deep reflection. That is really the first step to setting a goal, is to first reflect on the last season of your life or the last time you approached that goal. Get some insight, some personal insight. This is not something that you can get from watching a TikTok or a YouTube video or listening to a podcast. This is information that you can only get from being really present, really mindful, and asking your deeper self. So the way to elevate your goal setting is, like I said, first reflect. And there is a really lovely resource that can help you reflect on the you know, top 10 categories of your life, and that is called the wheel of life. So what it is, is it takes like 10 categories of your life, and and depending on what you search up, the categories and the segments of the chart may vary, but usually it's categories like money and finance, career and work, health and fitness, fun and recreation, your environment, like your home or work environment, community, family, friends, partner and love, personal growth and learning, and the 10th one being spirituality. And so there is a score that you place in each category of 1 to 10. So you place where you are now and where you'd like to go. So you'd color in where you are now or just mark it and then draw an arrow towards the line of where you'd like to be. So for example, I'll use hmm, I'll use health and fitness as an example. Over the past two years, I have really transformed my health and fitness journey The things I'm putting on my body and in my body are organic and healthy and intentional and well-researched. Like even my laundry detergent is something that is really natural. 
and gentle for my skin. And then my fitness journey is something that I'm really proud of. So I would say that I'm at like an 8.5 out of 10 as far as health and fitness. And I'm good there. I mean, I could draw an arrow going to 10 because it's always great to be perfect, but I'm pretty good there. And then a category like community. Community is something that I feel like I sometimes struggle with because I'm cultivating an online community, but you don't always get that, you know, the physical effects of having a community. And I feel like a lot of my friends live far. So I feel like my community is at like a six and I want it to be at an eight in the next year. I'd like to cultivate a more well-rounded and like-minded community in my town or just close to me. So you go through all 10 categories, you track where you are, where you want to go, and then based off of that, you'll see the top three or four categories that you really want to improve in. So you'll see, okay, which categories have the biggest gap between where I am currently and where I'd like to go? And pick three to four, I would say no more than four, out of those 10 categories to really focus on in this next season of your life. So for me, I wouldn't put a lot of stress on health and fitness because pretty good, not a lot of space there, pretty happy with where I am, but community would definitely be an aspect of my life that I want to focus on. Now, the reason why this is so important to do before you even set a goal is because a lot of your goals should reflect the categories that you want to show the most growth and improvement in. So I wouldn't write five goals that have to do with health and fitness, right? I shouldn't write down, get a personal trainer and count my macro or something, right? In the health and fitness category, or like invest in a bunch of vitamins when I should be focusing my time, energy, resources, money on the categories that I really want to fuel. So maybe I will, instead of spending money on a health or fitness splurge, I'd spend money on joining a networking event or doing something that could bring me closer to my community, like doing a paint and sip or going to some type of local concert where I can meet more people. The next mistake a lot of people make when they are setting goals is that They're setting goals without structure and without defined characteristics. They're just saying, I want to be more fit. I want to go to the gym more. I want to grow my income. I want to get a job I really like. I want to change my career path. All these things are great starting points, great intentions, but they are not goals that are going to lead you to succeeding or to having a lot of clarity in exactly what you need to do, right? So if you look at like change your career path, I well, I don't even know what that mean, means, right? Like you don't know the first step, you don't know the path to take or how long it'll take. So how to fix this mistake and to elevate your goal setting is to set SMART goals. And SMART is an acronym that stands for Specific, Measurable, attainable, realistic, and time bound. So obviously you are setting a very specific goal, something that makes sense, that has parameters. You are setting a goal that is measurable. For example, if you have a goal to eat healthier, you cannot measure eat healthier, but you can measure that you are going to cook more from home, eat a whole variety of plant-based foods, and make sure that you are getting a fruit, a vegetable, carb, protein, and fat source at every big meal right? That is something that you can measure over time. Or you can say you are saving money. That is very measurable. But when it comes to food again, you could say like, okay, I want to cook meals five days out of the week and only go out and get takeout two days of the week. You can measure your success of that, right? 
And I think the A is probably one of my favorites because as a Capricorn, I tend to create really lofty goals. And the A is attainable. Is this something you can realistically attain in the next year or in the next season of your life if you're setting a goal for it? Like let's say it's quarter one, quarter two, quarter three. Can you realistically attain this goal in the set of time that you have or the set of time that you are expecting? Is it realistically attainable? And not just is it humanly possible, because yes, anything is humanly possible, but given, you know, your responsibilities, what you have to do in your life, if you're a student, if you're a mom, whatever it may be, you are a busy human who's living a full life. Given your life, is this actually attainable? And asking yourself that, you could say, okay, you know what? Maybe saving $50,000 isn't going to be attainable in one year because, all right, I want to pay down some debt, I have some travel plans coming up or exciting things that I'm going to splurge on. So realistically, I will not be able to save $50,000, right? So you can kind of look at your life and say, what is a goal that I definitely can reach for, but is attainable? Because you don't want to set yourself up for failure here. I love the quote, shoot for the moon for even if you miss, you'll land among the stars. But you don't want to shoot so high every single time that you always fall short. Because A, that's not motivating. You might just give up halfway through the year because you're like, well, if I'm not going to get 50K, whatever, I'll go out and I'll get margaritas every night and like whatever. So think of things that you can actually realistically achieve with some effort. And then R is realistic, which is very, very similar to attainable. So be honest with yourself. You know what you are and are not capable of. Make sure that the goals you're setting make sense for you and for your lifestyle. And then T is time bound. So give yourself a specific deadline. You can set a goal for 2024 and you want to meet it by the summertime. So you want to set it for six months or this is something that will take the whole year or this is really a goal for the beginning of the year and you only set it for like, you know, two months time, right? Give yourself a deadline because, well, everything about SMART goals and the reason why this acronym was even created was because this is proven to be a way to make goals that you're more likely to actually achieve. So if you follow this acronym, you're more likely to have success in this category of your life. So setting a time for when it's over instead of just, oh yeah, yeah, at the end of the year. Well, this can definitely be something that you could achieve before the end of the year. So look at the goal, look at your life, look at what you got planned for the next year or the next season and think of a time that again makes sense. Another mistake I see a lot of people make is they're putting way too much pressure on themselves. I mean, like too much, like too many goals, too many things, just a lot of freaking pressure, a lot of judgment, a lot of comparing, just too much pressure. And you know what happens to a pot that boils? It overflows. It's not good for anybody, right? So how do you elevate your goal setting? How do you fix this common mistake that a lot of people make? Well, one of the things that I absolutely adore is... Focusing on how you can become your favorite self, your happiest self, and your most aligned self in this season of your life, rather than becoming your best self. Best is subjective, arbitrary. See, best is a great example of the opposite of a smart goal. Like, I want to have the best home. What the heck does that mean? That is not specific, measurable, attainable, realistic, or time-bound. Best. That is not a SMART goal. So a lot of times people are saying, oh, I'm trying to be better. I'm trying to become my best self. And that's putting a lot of expectation on you because 
ultimately you have from the day you're born to the day you die to become a version of yourself that you can be proud of. You're going to experience highs and lows in life. Give yourself a break. Allow yourself the permission to be human and you might need five to ten years to achieve a specific goal or to become the best in whatever category that you are you know trying to elevate in and so instead of making goals from the mindset of I want to be my best self in 2024 then set goals of I want to be as aligned as possible in 2024 or I want to be my favorite self I love that one because what does that mean to you right this isn't the best this is just your favorite version of yourself or the version of yourself that makes you feel aligned and that is not you know based off of anyone else's criteria but your own so the way to relieve that pressure is to forget words like best self and better and shoot for the moon although those can be quite lovely in you know thought in actuality they can be harmful to your mindset So allow yourself to dream of the favorite version of yourself and allow yourself to think of it now. Like, when are you the happiest? When do you love yourself the most? Is it when you're playing? Is it when you're lost in art? Is it when you are really passionate about your work? Is it when you are eating healthy and moving, you know, the way your body wants to and you feel great in your skin and, or when you're doing your skincare and your hair, like when do you feel happy and when do you feel like your favorite version of yourself? That is the person you have to have in mind when you're creating these goals. You're not setting goals up for some imaginary person that it might not be attainable. You know, perfection is not attainable. And so create goals from a place of genuine appreciation from where you are in this life and not expecting too much from yourself in every single category. Again, back to that reflecting piece. You can't make goals for all 10 categories of your life and then expect you to succeed in all of them. It is humanly possible, but is it kind to do that to yourself? I don't know. I'm not going to tell you it is or it isn't, but I will say for the majority of people that I see in my clinic practice and I speak to in my life and that I kind of observe as being a human, that doesn't seem very kind to expect yourself to achieve the most in every single facet of your life at all times. What areas of your life need more tender love and care? And then set your goals based off of those categories. That's why the wheel of life in reflecting is always the first step. And then the last mistake that I see people make the most, I mean, there's a lot, but I'm only really choosing the biggest ones that I think can really make the biggest difference for you in this season. The last mistake is taking life too seriously. Taking life too seriously, taking goal setting, taking the new year, Just taking things so seriously. And I'm saying this with an abundance of humility and compassion because I myself was someone who took life way too seriously all the time that I actually ruined experiences that were supposed to be light and fun and playful by my own like spiraling thought patterns. And through all the self-development work and training and energy work and therapy that I have gone through and done in my life, I can confidently say that I I no longer take life too seriously. Obviously, if there's an immense challenge, I treat it with the, you know, intensity and care that it deserves, but I no longer catastrophize small things and I no longer, you know, feel like things are the end of the world, right? If they don't go my way. So what can you do to elevate your goal setting 
and fix the mistake of taking life too seriously, and that is to make this whole process of setting goals light and fun and activate that curious mind, right? Be like, let's see if I can do it. I mean, set things that are attainable and time-bound, but also allow yourself to have that fun of like, if I don't attain this thing, I'm not going to die. The world's not going to end. It doesn't mean I'm a terrible person. It doesn't mean I'm a failure. It just means I didn't quite hit this mark. Maybe it's because it was a little too lofty or the time was too short. And so you know this information for next year, for the next time you set a goal to make it more attainable and to lengthen the time of this goal. Or, all right, I didn't hit my savings goal, but that's because I had to get a whole new car, right? Because I got into a really bad car crash. Like that's not something you could have planned for. And so make it light, make it fun. Don't put too much pressure on yourself. And also something that not a lot of people do is they don't give themselves positive reinforcements in a healthy way. Rewards are very motivating for accomplishing goals. So not only do you have your steps set up because your goals are specific and measurable, you can make monthly goals, weekly goals, daily goals that'll achieve your bigger goal. And you can only break down a goal into smaller steps if they are acronym SMART, okay? So once you've created those SMART goals, you can break them down into smaller pieces. When you accomplish the small piece of the puzzle, celebrate it. I mean, like, celebrate like you already accomplished the goal. Like, make it a big deal. Like, yes, I did this aspect. Or, yes, I signed up for that class. Or, yes, I paid off my credit card debt, right? So, yes, you didn't save 20K yet, but you no longer have credit card debt. And so celebrate every single breadcrumb that is leading you to accomplishing that bigger goal for yourself. You can do that by providing positive reinforcement. Positive reinforcement in the psychology terms is introducing a stimuli to motivate behavior. So that can be like after a busy week, you go and you get yourself your favorite coffee and you read your book in that coffee shop. That is my favorite positive reinforcer, but it can be anything for you. After I do something hard, I like to give myself a square of dark chocolate. I always, I always, this is something you probably don't know about me. I always have a jar full of dark chocolate candies in my room, like in my bedroom, like next to my bed. And this isn't something that I just snack on whenever. It is simply a reward jar. And it did not start off like that. It started off with, I don't know what to do with all of my Halloween candy. Or was it East? I don't know. It was some holiday. I had a lot of leftover candy and I didn't know what to do with it. And I had this empty jar in my room and I was like, oh, it can act as decor. I'm going <laughs> to put all the candy in here and snack on it until it like expires. Because I'm not, I don't know. I'm not a big candy person. And uh, it takes me a while to eat it. So dark chocolate's my favorite thing in the world. And it became something where, you know, dark chocolate is very grounding. It's very nurturing. So if I was like, whew, I did it. Like I finished that exam. I finished studying for the day. Or I finally cleaned my whole room. Like I would just naturally reward myself with a chocolate. And then when I realized what I was doing, I became more conscious and like made sure that I was only taking from the jar when I was rewarding myself for something. So now I have my own little treat jar, like I'm training myself like a dog. And you can do that too. It's actually quite fun. But providing yourself reinforcers when you do little things that bring you closer to your goal is going to be immensely motivating for you. Because it's not like you only get to reward yourself when you've accomplished it. You only get to feel satisfied when it's the end of 2024 and you look back to see all you worked so hard for. No. Break the SMART goals down into bite-sized pieces because now you can. You can do that. They're measurable and specific and attainable and all that stuff. Break it down and then every week, once a month, whatever makes sense for the goal, give yourself a reward. 
I would say like for a daily goal, make the reward like a piece of chocolate. And then for like something you hit a month, like if you hit your monthly savings goals, then maybe then you can treat yourself to like going out to dinner or, well, I guess, I don't know, spending money may not be a good reward if you're trying to save money, but you know, you do, you know, a whole bubble bath routine and watch your favorite movie or I don't know, whatever it may be, you know what you like, you know what is a positive reinforcer for you, but that is introducing a stimuli that motivates behavior. So find something that is intrinsically motivating that you love and that you can reasonably give yourself every time you accomplish a subset of your goal. All right, so that is all I have prepared for you today as far as goal setting. This really is a topic I could speak about at length. I could really dive into the psychology of motivation and the human, just the mind and how it works. I freaking love that stuff. But that is it for today. I hope that this makes you feel inspired to set goals that are something you can actually achieve. And I cannot wait. I cannot literally wait to check back in a year from now and see how this episode has helped you, helped me, helped anyone who was unsure on how to help set goals. I might make this into a blog post in the future. Don't hold me on that. But if it is a blog post at any point in our lives, I will edit the show notes and put the link in so that you can click it, but it definitely won't be there the day you're listening to this. Um, have not written it yet, but I might make this something that is easily shareable and something that you can, you know, read throughout the year to gain more motivation when it comes to your goals. But all, all in all, the two key takeaways is to make your goals acronym smart and to be kind to yourself and show yourself lots of love. And with that said, that concludes today's episode of the Stars Are Calling You podcast. I'm sending as much light and love as I possibly can through the mic, and I will talk to you soon. Bye!